This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. However you want to make a splash this year, Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds can help every step of the way. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes crafted with premium supernatural weather repellent materials. The high top uppers are moisture wicking merino wool with puddle guard technology. And the supernatural rubber treads ensure all weather traction so you can jump into anything, rain or shine. Make a splash with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Wednesday night, May 25th. It is the Wrestling Inc. podcast around the world. You know what that means. It's Wednesday night, May 25th. I'm Just Labar. He's Jimmy Corderas. Double J, ain't we great? Thanks for yeah. joining us live if you're doing so across all the platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, Periscope. We love it. We love that we have the live uh, chat room already lit up and rowdy, ready to go. And then if you're listening to us or, wa- uh, or, or watching us after the fact, well, that works out too. Glad you found some time to uh to let us into your day uh jimmy how are you this evening sir i'm doing not bad i actually uh pretty stacked and loaded uh go home to double or nothing on their third anniversary yes uh yeah i mean just just on paper when i was looking at what they're promoting on social media and what they have i mean you know i think i think it was like seven major things that they were focusing around whether either Mm -hmm. matches or showdowns on the mic uh, and and you know seven seven things for a two-hour show uh is is really i mean that's good but i mean you just got to work it all in they did i don't think their time was quite as it didn't feel as rushed tonight it felt like they had a pretty good pacing and placement and everything mm-hmm. which we'll talk about it all mm-hmm. and get feedback and get your uh, thoughts in there but they're this today begins their residency in vegas is they're in vegas here for the remainder of the week with mm-hmm. uh dynamite tonight rampage uh, on Friday, that you know they have, uh, they're doing a fan fest, and then of course it yeah. topped off with Double or Nothing on Sunday. So a a big week for the uh, the company turning three years old. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was uh, back in the day, uh, I had a little issue with uh, with gambling, so Vegas was always a uh, a nice stop for me, but at times not so nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm a casino's uh, least favorite person. I, I, I well, actually I'm not the least. I guess the least favorite person would be somebody who doesn't. Mm-hmm spend any money but <laughs> i actually have really good self-discipline with gambling if i or maybe it's greed if i win like if i win big like if, you know, if i win like 500 bucks something i might go and put it in and have like a nice you know go to the steakhouse have a nice dinner but i'm yeah. walking away i'm not gonna put mm. 
500 back into right people of the machine so yeah no it's just uh winning wasn't an issue for me when i when i won it was cool but when i wasn't winning it was like i got to get it back you know yeah. it was it's a, that old gamblers uh, kind of thing going on uh, luckily I'm, I'm cured of smoking and gambling and all that kind of stuff so i'm good the only thing up here in canada we have um sports lottery believe it or not so you know every once in a while i'll play what we call up here a pro line ticket and have a little fun that's right. You used, to, you used to be a smoker. You said you cured smoking. You're no longer a smoker. No, I like. And then after I stopped smoking cigarettes, uh, you know, it was the occasional cigar and stuff like that. And even that now, I just yeah. does nothing for me. I'm sure you've had a couple times where you had that. You had your uh, cigarette lit, and you ran into the old big boss who hates cigarettes, huh? Oh my goodness! Uh, yo, that hiding from Vince was the hardest thing. You know, we we couldn't all be Pat Patterson and just have a cigarette around. You know, but I remember one time it was one of the first times I went to TV, and it was in San Francisco, and I was staying at the TV hotel. And back in those days, you could smoke. You couldn't smoke in the elevator, but you could smoke in the hallway. They had that big ashtray thing in uh, yeah. front of the doors remember yeah. the, the the elevator doors so i'm having a cigarette and i'm taking the last drag as the elevator bing i go i take in an inhale and i'm ready to I put my cigarette out the doors open there's vince standing with hulk and brian blair and and i'm like mm. <laughs> now i've got this smoke in my mouth and and I, I i don't know what to do i'm frozen and, and you know come on in you know and i'm like oh no so now i'm trying to blow it all out and stuff like that <laughs> And all the way down, I'm standing right beside Vince, and Vince, I'm standing between Vince and Hulk. And Vince wasn't mad, but he was giving me the anti-smoking lecture. You know what I mean? It's bad for your health. You know, this is this is a business where you need your cardio and blah blah. You know, he's going on. He's doing yeah. the whole spiel. And while he's doing it, I'm getting these little nudge elbows in the side ribs from Hulk. So uh, so while he's talking to me, I'm, I'm yes sir, yes sir, and yes sir. Yes, sir. He said, you okay? I said, no, I'm fine. And, you know, and Hulk's giving me the little jabs. And, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I thought for sure I wouldn't be coming to TV anymore. But uh, thankfully, he forgave me. So, so, something else got on his radar and it took his attention away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the smoke, the, the smoker PSA uh, from, from, from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh callie robertson dollar 99 thank you callie she says hello to my favorite duo oh that's very nice thank you callie appreciate you good stuff yeah i mean uh jimmy and i having a good week we had our we had the trio with with raj on monday mm -hmm. and now we're down to a duo here tonight uh on wednesday <clears throat> and again don't just like callie did if you want to do a super chat just uh, send on in that will guarantee you to uh definitely getting on the show to be the yeah. third man or third woman when, mm -hmm. when the time comes for your topic um headlock heel says jimmy thank you for all your work refs don't get the recognition they deserve oh i i appreciate it and uh sometimes you know what it's not about the recognition we deserve is you know the as long as the right people in the right places if you know what i mean understand the referee's worth you know it's a, it's not people technically don't buy a ticket to see us count to three but at the same time you're part of the package anyway right yeah yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean it's 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 a job like we said when you're supposed to be invisible, but yet if you truly are invisible and you're not not out there doing your job, uh, mm -hmm. things can go haywire. So it's exactly it's 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 a fine line between, like you said, being invisible until you need to be visible and being overly visible. Yeah, yeah, very good. One of the best 
Jimmy Corderas with us. Uh, all right, Jimmy, let's talk a little news. We got one big mm-hmm. news headline we want to talk about, and that's going to transition us in uh, nicely um, for what the opening of Dynamite was. And it's all about uh, a, a, an opponent for Wardlow. Uh, this report coming from Fightful Select that while we saw W. Morrissey, of course, the former big cast on the May 4th edition of Dynamite, uh, being an opponent of Wardlow, one of the hired guns from MJF, Fightful Selects reported that actually before Morrissey, there was a tentative plan for that to be Killer Cross. Hmm. Of course, he was known as Karrion Cross in NXT most uh, uh, recently. And it turns out that basically that the idea was to have Cross come out in that same role. But then Cross, when he found out that Scarlett would not be with him, his wife, no. uh, that you know he kind of put a pause in that kind of feeling that this would be too similar to how fans last saw him in the very brief run when he got up to Raw when he was mm-hmm. solo. Um, and, and he feels that his presentation with he and Scarlett, how it was in NXT where they had success, that's, that's you know, I guess if they're going to appear on national TV, on, on TBS, that's how they want to appear. And so uh, plans fell through. Uh, but again, according to the report, you know, no real bad blood between either side. It was just creative differences, and let's mm-hmm. try again later. So, uh, Jimmy, what do you make uh, of the news that Killer Cross was – uh, that close to appearing on AEW television. Yeah, it's very interesting. And the interesting story is that uh, he, uh, on, I'm almost like of two minds here. On one side, I'm, I'm glad that he stuck to his guns and, and said, hey, this is what I'd like to present. This is what I think I could deliver. And especially having Scarlet by my side, I think this is a great package getting both of us in. Uh, I, part of it is probably sticking up for his wife as well, which, you know, you got to commend the guy for. But at the same time, <clears throat> The match against Wardlow, I don't see him going over in that match and him just being a strong, strong opponent for Wardlow to defeat. At the same time, you, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Took so, the words. You took the words right out for me. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I have to give him credit for sticking to his guns and and picking his spot. And I, it sounds like because there there is no animosity between the two sides, from what I understand, it's just like you said, creative differences. There's always a chance to work together again. And I think uh, maybe he did it respectfully and he did it in the right way where people could say, yes, I think we can work with this guy. Yeah. And, and, and he's a very well-spoken individual anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about the, the, the man behind killer girls, not necessarily his character. Well, his character is actually pretty well-spoken too, yeah. uh, but he's a very, he's a good communicator. So I, I don't have any doubt uh, to that part of the report that, um, that, you know, no animosity because he probably just did it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I agree. You only get one chance to make a first impression. So you, even if he, even if that AEW <clears throat> appearance would have been, uh, in you know individual would have been what it was. You know, maybe he disappears in for a couple weeks and then he comes back into the fold and they introduce him regularly. Still, he's mm-hmm. already he's already made his debut in AEW. The fans have already seen him, mm-hmm. and and by the logic that it is there. You know the. You only get one chance, and if you know that the presentation that you had with Scarlett and and that's what connected the best with with the fans on the biggest platform you've been on with NXT, and mm-hmm. that's how you want to come in to AEW if you ever are, hold your ground. And then, oh, by the way, yeah, you're going to lose too. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and, and what did he do to Jeff Hardy? He lost to Jeff Hardy as much to mm-hmm. a, a big, you know. So I get it. Uh, I get it. I, and I'm a huge Killer Killer Cross fan. I, he's one of the ones on that, um, you know, massive uh, release list. Yeah. that WWE's had in the last couple of years. He's probably, uh, I don't, I think the only other person I could think top the list that's not there uh, is the, is, is Rotunda is the man Bray Wyatt, just because right. they're just so creative and so must see that hmm. I have a feeling like Tony Khan would just kind of let them run a little free and, and let's see what we can get out of it. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he did not take, he being Cross did not take up all this opportunity because it would have been an opportunity to be seen, but yeah, yeah. It, it would have not been the best first impression in AEW. It, no, totally agree with that. And 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 here here here's the other thing too. I know some people are going to say, try to compare it to the recent happenings going on in WWE. And the, we all know what they're talking about because they keep mentioning it on TV all the time with, uh, with Sasha and uh, Naomi, but uh, it's not the same thing. This is an opportunity again, Yes, creative differences, but uh, they he handled it. It sounds like in a professional manner, and that's you know, it is what it is. And, all you can and, do, and, and, and yeah, and and hats off to him for doing it that way. Yeah, I I don't think uh, I don't think this will be the last phone call uh, right. he'll be fielding from AW. I have a feeling they'll 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 make it work. Yeah, there, uh, there's there's money there. There is yes. money there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and there's money there with a guy like a, a Killer Cross. And a Wardlow, you just need a whole lot of story behind it. You don't just give the people that as a one-off as being him being a hired gun from MJF. Mm-hmm. So, right, um, very good there. Uh, M neck, Justin, how's your stomach after the cheap shot gore by Rhino? Justin for the bar. I, I'm I'm one better than I was on Saturday. Uh, you know, we we teased it, talked about it towards the end on Monday's podcast. Raj asked if there was footage. I said at at that time Monday night, no, I didn't have footage I could release. We have footage. Yes. But I'm going to I'm going to wait it, 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 for those Great. of you who are hanging on to the end of the podcast. Once we're done dynamite, if you're still here, uh, yeah. I will show you it's like 10 or 11 seconds. I will show you uh, a little bit of footage. So if you're still hanging on, you can check that out. Uh, but uh, that's going to take it takes a backseat after uh, we talk about AEW yeah. dynamite. If I can't say one thing about it, because I have seen the video, it's worth sticking around and waiting to see. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's as painful as it looks. Let's say <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get in uh, to Dynamite. So uh, we talk about Wardlow there and, and his opponent uh, being W. Morrissey some weeks back. <clears throat> He's still on that gauntlet to get his hands on MJF this Sunday. But in order to do that, here's the final hurdle. It's what we kick off the night with. MJF gets to be the special referee inside of a steel cage match with Wardlow up against Shaw Spears. Wardlow cannot touch MJF. But, of course, MJF is the law. He's the man wearing the stripes. So he gets to do whatever he wants. So it is essentially a 2 one handicap match where Wardlow can only fight back to one of them. Uh, so a lot of psychology going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of I'm going to call them chapters or, or mile markers in this. So I'll just kind of mm-hmm. run them down, and then we'll look at the whole thing. Uh, first off, MJF reminded me of Shawn Michaels, SummerSlam 97, <laughs> with the biker shorts and the, and the yeah. skimpy ref shirt. The Schmedium? The Schmedium. The, the Schmedium cutoff shirt. Ref the Schmedium. Yes. Uh, Schmedium, not a size, and uh, the Manscaped. New boxers, by the way. It's not oh. medium, medium, not there. Get more oh. back on that here in a second. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. So uh, Spears is out there. MJF's out there. Warlow, of course, getting his security uh, uh, entourage. He's handcuffed. Keep in mind that. And he gets in the ring and where the referee should be uh, undoing, unlocking the mm-hmm. handcuffs. MJF just can't find the key, Jimmy conveniently conveniently can't find the key and you know what the whole th- the whole situation i don't want, want to wrap this up in a package just yet but this is one rivalry that i think they're doing right absolutely right they're, they're getting me invested in this this is one of the matches that i'm most looking forward to sunday at the pay-per-view but um yeah this it, mjf just he's he's he gets it yeah he gets it like we said before outside of long island new york he gets booed everywhere he goes. And in a day in an age where it's cool to be the bad guy, he's making it uncool to be the bad guy. And he's doing it right. And he knows what he's doing. And, and hats off to him because, uh, uh, like I said, 
people are very much looking forward to this on Sunday. And look, it's fresh water because, like you said, he's really one of the only ones in the business on the level on the platform that he is that, that's doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, many, there's just too many guys out there that want to be the cool heel, you know, they see because they look back and they see the rock back in the day, they see the Austins and 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 stuff like that, and they say, Well, it worked for them, and but you know what? It worked for Piper too, and Piper wasn't liked by anybody, right? Well, and that and MJF constantly draws and set, draws mm-hmm. to Piper, he, 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 you know, he, Piper's the guy who he kind of seems to market himself after so mm-hmm. it, may, it all makes sense yeah uh well he can't find the key so Wardlow is <laughs> gonna have to have this match because spears just starts to attack him uh, so mm-hmm. Wardlow's now handcuffed with spears um uh, putting some uh, boots into him mjf starts putting some boots into him so there's a handicap match portion of it uh Wardlow's still able to get a little bit of offense is able to backdrop spears able to still kick spears mm-hmm. uh mjf is now staring face to face at Wardlow thinks that he's again untouchable because Wardlow can't touch him or Wardlow's handcuff spits in Wardlow's face and Wardlow mm-hmm. through his strength breaks the handcuffs and now the monster mm-hmm. has broken out of uh out of his shackle so to speak uh MJF uh you know obviously stunned uh Wardlow you know giving some offense to Spears MJF goes to uh, count refuses to count mm-hmm. uh as Wardlow pins him again Wardlow continues. Uh, we get a sequence of where MJF uh, gives the ball shot to Wardlow. Then Spears hits the C4, and it's a fast count. And even all that, Wardlow still kicks out before the fast three count can be done. Mm-hmm. So now frustration really setting into all of them. Uh, Spears goes to hit Wardlow with the chair. Wardlow moves, and Spears nails MJF with the chair. Mm-hmm. A headshot, a chair headshot, by the way, mm-hmm. which you don't see that too often anymore mm-hmm. in the major leagues. Yeah. uh from what we you know just for, for obvious reasons uh so mjf is now out for the count tremendous camera work by AEW production i gotta give them credit for the, the cameraman being positioned uh for the director for holding it and not cutting away or anything and mm-hmm. then everybody spears uh after he nails the mjf with the chair spears is just on his knees in shock realizes mm-hmm. what the situation is and as spears is here this is where you need to be watching. This not be an audio podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ward, and the camera's looking at Spears. Wardlow just rises up behind him, mm-hmm. just stands and towers over. It's just a, it's a tremendous visual that just sums up uh, the moment. Ultimately, Wardlow is going to hit uh, four power bombs. The fourth mm-hmm. one will be on top of a steel chair. Yep. And because yep. MJF is mm-hmm. out cold, uh, we need mm-hmm. a referee. So here comes yep. Bryce Remsburg. He yep. comes out. He counts the one, two, three. Wardlow is the winner, and Wardlow then wants to try to get his hands on an unconscious MJF, and then here comes all the security right? who he just plows through. So Wardlow will get his match Sunday against MJF. Uh, Jimmy, give me the reaction to this opener here. No, I, I enjoyed it. it. It told the right story. Uh, I mean, you can get... Uh, Critical and say, "Wow, you know what? He barely kicked out of that uh, out of uh, Spears' finisher. Why didn't he count three anyways? Because he was the referee. It would, you know what I mean? Blah blah blah. But yeah. you know what? They told a hell of a story. And like you said, the chair shot looked incredible. That 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 visual, like you said, of him rising up behind Spears was great. But I like the ending as well. As as MJF is like crawling up the ramp backwards and looking back towards the ring." And having Wardlow climb up the cage and standing up in the corner and looking at him and pointing at him and saying, "This Sunday, it's your time." It just, it, it again, sold a great story. Yep, sold. you you got me. You got yep. me. Yep, sold. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I stood by it last week. I stand by it still. Uh, even though there were some other matches that definitely did their their part to to uh, sell you for Sunday, uh, but this is the number one thing I'm looking forward to uh, from mm-hmm. the show. I just, yeah. it's got, it's. It's and it's the longest running story. It's a story that's been going for two years. 
uh, well, more than two years, uh, really. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. I always appreciate that. Most footwear brands overlook natural materials for cheaper synthetic alternatives. But when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran to create their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are both comfy and durable. So you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable to stay looking as fresh as the first day you got them. The Wool Runner Upper is made with superfine ZQ certified merino wool that's breathable, temperature regulating, and moisture wicking. And the sugarcane based sweet foam midsoles cushion your feet and put a little bounce in every stride with all day support. Allbirds are constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their materials. Even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A L L B I R D S.com. Uh, and then, of course, um, AEW, I just, it's worth mentioning. Uh, they, you know, they, go, they have that open and they do go to the commentary desk uh, in a very serious and uh, sincere tone uh, where the commentators, Jim Ross, um, just uh, giving their thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers to, of course, uh, everybody. Uh, after the terrible shooting that happened at yes. the elementary school in Texas, so uh, I, I, I wasn't sure that AEW would would um, would do that, but I, I thought it was done very classy. And yes, uh, Jr. had had yeah just the right amount to say to that exactly. And and it, it is a tragedy, and it's terrible what happened. And like you said, thoughts and prayers go to all of the the families affected by this. Uh, so we fade to black out of commercial. We come back. We see uh, Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society strolling on through, talking about how, hey, mm-hmm. even if they're sports entertainment, they can still be violent. And mm-hmm. they stop by an AEW crew member, and <laughs> Jericho throws a fireball in his face, reminding you that he's mm-hmm. a wizard. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's <laughs> I, I love the fact that the, that not only are they doing the, the, the whole sports entertainment thing, which is a dirty word when you talk about uh, – pro wrestling to to the fans that have bought into the AEW product and and Jericho that's the brilliance of Jericho he knows that that's that's something that doesn't sit well with that audience that that rubs them the wrong way and he, if he's going to be a heel and get booed and have them to stop singing his his entrance music and stuff like that he's got to do stuff like that and he knows that and that's why he is who he is one of the best ever one of the best ever well we're talking about one of the best ever. We got to be talking about Manscaped, uh, gentlemen. Father's Day, it's just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there looking daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 includes a signature lawnmower. 4.0 is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. Uh, this right here is no dad joke. Okay, no dad joke here. Uh, treat him and yourself, and join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer, as we talk about it all the time, it's still the case. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code WINC20. Uh, Manscaped, it's designed with fathers in mind, and the Performance Package 4.0 is just in here in time for your pops a special day. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel, travel bag to hold all of his goodies. Uh, they got plenty of great stuff. I mean, I just named mm. them there. I just got a shipment, new shipment in. It comes in beautiful packaging too. I got some some of the new uh, boxers. This is just Ooh. one of the many uh, type. My wife was actually just saying she's like, I love the feel of those boxers. And uh, well, yeah, she does the laundry too, so she feels well, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it, great packaging here. I love this. The ultra smooth package. Uh, I mean, we got the crop exfoliator, the crop gel. Uh, we got replacement blades. It comes in this nice, nice, uh, nice little packaging. Cool. Yeah, very nice. Very cool. I mean, just top, top of the line stuff. And again, you're going to get free shipping and save 20% by using the code mm -hmm. just for being a fan of this podcast. Um, and again, you know, let me say the lawnmower 4.0. I mean, that is the champion of their entire empire. The lawnmower 4.0. It is the official MVP of Father's Day. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, also has the 400K LED spotlight. Uh, does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and his face? Let's throw that out the window and give him the upgrade he deserves. Uh, but wait, there is more. Manscaped just launched the brand new Boxer 2.0 that I dare say are the best ever, as I just pointed out. We all know dads love the comfort with summer just around the corner. The Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat down there below the belt. These new boxers packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. This right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. And dog daddies, you deserve this treat, too. So, uh, again, manscaped.com. Go there. Use the code WINC20. Save 20% plus get free shipping uh really like i said uh, sons daughters wives i'm sure you got a, a man in your uh, life that you want to celebrate on father's day mm -hmm. this is the perfect uh, uh these are all the perfect options and you can go to whichever one all of them i just mm -hmm. said one of them whatever the case may be but do it and save 20 percent and get free shipping using the code winc20 and we thank them mm -hmm. as always for the wonderful support of this podcast that's awesome, man. And to, to, trust me, coming from from a Greek, uh, I I can uh, vouch for what Manscaped, uh, how good it is, and how useful it is. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> yeah, very good. Again, brand new, brand new boxers. Cool. Uh, cool. One of one of several uh, designs yeah. they sent in. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. All right, back to the good stuff. Here's yeah. one of the best things coming from the show. Here we get Hangman Adam Page in the ring with uh, Tony Schiavone uh, moderating <clears throat> and mm -hmm. CM Punk as well. Of course, Punk challenging for the AEW world title this Sunday at Double or Nothing. Uh, and Punk says, Paige is taking this all too personal, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. This is just a matter of Paige is the world champion, and Punk wants to be the world, wants to be the world champion. Mm -hmm. um, Paige, though, takes a far more, again, personal, serious uh, tone, saying he almost pities Punk. And he doesn't respect anything that Punk has done since coming to AEW. Uh, he's not defending the AEW world title against Punk. He's defending a All Elite Wrestling against Punk. Mm -hmm. And then Punk fires back and says, look, those roads that you rode to get here, I paved those roads. This mm -hmm. house that you say you built, you built it with lumber of woods, uh, of trees that I chopped down. Mm -hmm. Talk about some metaphors here, Jimmy. This mm -hmm. is, uh, uh, I mean, this is, this was a hell of a back and forth. And, and the crowd, you know, Paige, the more antagonistic, but the crowd still, some of them still chanting Cowboy mm -hmm. shit. Some of them still chanting CM Punk. So this seems like uh, Vegas is, is committed to being a split crowd for this match on Sunday. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and, and it, which is uh, usually, un, usually unusual for a world championship match that there isn't a clear baby face and a clear heel. Both uh, have been uh, garnering positive and negative reactions from the audience. I thought this segment was awesome as as well. I thought it, it it really hit all the notes it needed to hit. My only issue with this 
And this is, again, nitpicking and being, you know, the little things as we talk about is the placement on the show of this. Because this is the AEW, AEW World Heavyweight Championship we're talking about. This match is being looked look forward to by many, many people. But having it placed after a killer opening like that, and, and, and then after a fireball segment, and then what came afterwards, right after that, you know, they went into, you know, this deserved to be in a place where it was highlighted. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I thought opening the show with the cage match was great, but maybe this could have opened the show the, because it is that important. Or at least, uh, you know, close the show. And I get it. The tournament is a huge thing as well. We'll get to that later. But at the same time, this is your AEW World Heavy. Even even if it was the top of the nine o'clock hour, the second hour, yeah, to open up that second hour, I just felt the placement of this great segment was a detriment. I I, I agree. After seeing the two hours unfold, I agree. Where it was placed, it, it was put quite frankly. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, you want to, you know, if you're a promoter, if you're if you're the guy running the show, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, you believe in all of your content. You're not going to put it mm -hmm. out there and, and and waste your TV time with something that's you know, bad. But as with anything, there's things that are going to rank from best to worst. And mm -hmm. so traditionally in a wrestling show, where this was positioned is normally where you try to put stuff that maybe is you might deem a little more expendable or <laughs> uh, let's see mm -hmm. if the people need to come down for a minute or they need a bathroom break. or it, It's just it, it, mm -hmm. that's just what it is. It, it was the second thing on the night, basically, uh, and usually match number two on a card. Uh, mm -hmm. is just kind of a it's it's just it's it's it brings you down a little bit exactly because you know a card has to have ebbs and flows to it you know it can't be all up here because if it's all up here there's no you, you know your emotions don't change yeah. so to speak you know and that's kind of my but i gotta say I, i've had that critique more weeks than not recently with dynamite of there's mm -hmm. stuff that i love on the show but i i, I do question like why do they end with that or why didn't they start you know like i, I agree i almost wonder now again hindsight being 2020 and we have mm -hmm. that ability tony khan doesn't mm -hmm. <laughs> we know how things came off we know what what really hit i understand putting the two semifinal owen hart matches as the as the last two things to highlight mm -hmm. their importance however i could also make the argument for look I can also make the argument you put them on the front of the show. Mm -hmm. So that way you get a winner for each of them. Mm -hmm. So you know who's in the finals and you have the, the remainder of the rest of the show to hype that up mm -hmm. versus only having one minute as Dynamite goes off the air to tell you that it's Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Now I'm sure right. they will they will hammer it away on social and rampage or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just think that would make more sense. And then put the Wardlow thing last, put the cage match last. And yes, that match also was going to determine if Wardlow has his match at Sunday, but I, th I think the yeah. audience kind of knew they, they know they're going to get the Wardlow. They just want to see how are we going to get there? Um, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't know if Kyle O'Reilly or some other going, we didn't know if Britt or Tony, like, there, there's a legit suspense there. So mm -hmm. I don't know that, that that's just kind of my philosophy. And yeah, I, I would put hangman and punk smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the crossover to the, to the second hour is important. It, uh, it is important as the beginning and the end as well. So there's so many, you know, spots that that could have been put that, would have helped that situation a lot better and made it feel that much more important. Like I said, where it was placed didn't make it feel as a priority for Sunday. And I should and it know, should be. It should be. And I should know too. I didn't say this. Uh, so uh, eventually, through the the tensions rising uh, and Punk even pushing Page, Page did mm -hmm. uh, throw a strike <laughs> at yeah. Punk. So that was the first time I think they've touched. 
Um, yeah. and Punk kind of laughed and was like, he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's kind of mind tricking, yeah, uh, Hangman Page. So this, I'll tell you what, this uh, last couple of weeks, you know, it was I wasn't sure. I thought this did a great job of really bringing the energy back up into their yeah. into their into their battle Sunday. Yeah, and it, we also got to see a little bit more out of Adam Page as well. Uh, um, you know, the, the Hangman showed a little bit more personality and 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 was a little more, for lack of a better term, uh, had a little more oomph on the mic. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it was nice to see, but again, uh, I hate to go back to it, but again, where it was on the card, will people remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, we will, uh, we will, time will tell. We'll see how things mm-hmm. start to measure in terms of fan engagement and how things resolve. Uh, Burning DC, definitely Justin Cage match lasts with Wardlow staring down at MJF as the show ended would have been an amazing visual. Yeah, that would have mm-hmm. been. Yeah. Um, that would have been good, but again, hindsight 2020, we have the ability to, yep. you know, <clears throat> exactly, we have the ability to Monday morning quarterback, so that's yep. what we do. Yep, <laughs> all right. Up next, we got uh, uh, Regal, he is on uh, commentary as he uh, mm-hmm. tends to do now every week. We get uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley coming through the crowd, they're getting ready for their match against Private Party, Jericho Pre- Appreciation Society, also at the commentary desk. So it's like a, <laughs> a 12 person commentary uh, scene. Uh, mm-hmm. This is gonna this is gonna see a paradigm shift from Moxley. He hits that while Kingston's got the other member of Private Party tapping out, uh, and then immediately it's like Braveheart. All parties just converge at the, yeah. at the ramp, and, and all hell breaks loose. Santana and Ortiz and Brian Danielson they join the fray. So this was really a very abbreviated. All right, boys. Sunday you got a match. It's called. It's just anarchy with all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and just have a little mini anarchy real quick. Yeah. Again, uh, give, yes, maybe a little bit too much of that. I think, and and we see a lot of this in AEW, and I, and I wish we'd see a little bit less of this. And I talk about, I've talked about this before, of trying to put ten pounds of potatoes in a five pound bag. You know, it, it it seems that there's a lot of extracurricular activity happening after matches too often mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights. You know, it's like yes, I get it. It's a two hour show. You've got an abundance of talents that you're trying to showcase, but at the same time, when you try to cram that too much in, and the, basically the aftermath happening far too often, it doesn't make you feel as special anymore. You almost expect it after every match. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's a fair, fair point. I mean, I even go to the point of, I mean, uh, you know, like, do, do you, you know, did you even need to have necessarily the mat? Like I, I get wanting to have the, you know, the, the, the teaser of the okay corral gunfight that's right. going to happen. <clears throat> I almost wonder, do you, why not just have, again, not to, not to, not to book mm. private party off the show here, but uh, <laughs> and poo poo in their few minutes of a match, but do away with the match. Have the Jericho bit where they're walking through and they're they're walking through the arena. They fireball somebody. Maybe they push somebody else. They just go through a gauntlet of people backstage. So they get on the mm-hmm. they get they get out in front of the live crowd. Keep trash talking, mm-hmm. and then just have Moxie and Kingston come out. I mean, you know, and then and again, just anarchy breaking out. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think I don't really think there was need. That oh we need to have a match in order to get Moxie and Kingston. I mean I, I just mm-hmm. I don't know just again kind of and that would have reduced it from being ten pounds to maybe six pounds. Uh, yeah, five, there uh, you go. Yeah, but six pounds in a five pound bag is a lot easier to handle than ten pounds. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know yeah. I do think this will be uh, this will be fun to watch Sunday. Yeah, uh, I, I I pity the director for having to keep up mm-hmm. with with the camera cuts and the find and not, not to miss anything major when you have yeah. this many guys. Um, I, I hope the quality control is there in terms of anything big is communicated to production ahead of time. 
Exactly. And, uh, and I, I won't go into the obvious j- joke about the fact that there are no rules in this match. So the re- we don't have to worry about the referees enforcing them. But anyway, you say that mm-hmm. but this next match ended in a DQ. Yes. So, I which mean, is, which is, which is rare. Let's put it that way. Very rare. Yes. Very rare. For the show. Anyway. <clears throat> so this is the, uh, where we get the ring of honor, uh, portion of the show. Uh, Caprice Coleman's on commentary, uh, as well as Bobby Cruz, a ring announcer. So some ring mm-hmm. of honor, uh, flavor being represented. And this is where we're going to see, uh, Rapongi Vice, uh, Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta mm-hmm. up against the ROH tag team champions, which are the top guys. Uh, and so this match is, is going on. It's got some, it's got some competitiveness to it. And then all of a sudden, um, we see these two individuals, we see Jeff Cobb mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, the great Okan, uh, they're called United mm-hmm. Empire and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they just start to destroy and hit everything that moves. Right. Um, you know, putting people through the timekeeper's table, just obviously completely wrecking this match. Ref throws the match out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is here is they're from New Japan. You know, they're they're beating they're in an ROH match, they're beating up ROH tag champions, but you know, also also these tag champions are also AEW talent. So it is mm-hmm. really uh, a teaser for the forbidden door of three promotions intersecting mm-hmm. into one. On right. paper, I love it all on paper. I like the idea. I I, I get, hey, if you're going to take one segment and kind of uh, you know pivot from the AEW brand and, and, and do your other investments, do your other cross mm-hmm. promotions, I get it on paper. I think Jeff Cobb looked – I think I've always thought Jeff Cobb looks the part. Uh, what I saw of the Great Ocon, and I don't know if it was – whatever, it wasn't like he tried to do this big claw and, and throw Trent through a table off the apron. Mm-hmm. We saw Trent just basically having to jump out of Oak. Hey, I don't. It, it was a little. I was a little not sure how to feel about this, but on paper, I got what they were trying to do. No, absolutely, and 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 yes, I I, I like the fact that they are inter- trying to uh, put over the ROH brand as well. But like you said, you know, taking up prime TV time uh, is it the way to go? I, I'm still on the fence with that one because you've got that. That is a property of yours. Um, you know, Tony Khan is now, you know, the proud owner of uh, ROH, but maybe, um, maybe they've got something planned in the future for ROH to have their own show somewhere other than on social media. I, I, yes, I know people are saying, well, that's where the, you know, like online is the, uh, is the wave of the future, but still TV is King right now. And uh, there needs to be at least a a possible syndicated show like they used to have. For, yeah, I try to I try to watch, you know, I try to watch the I mean, and, and and the portion of the crowd who knew who these guys were and understood it, they mm-hmm. were very vocal about it. But then I, but I'm watching the fans, I'm watching the people in the crowd, and there's half of them that they were standing there not sure. They're like, "Am I supposed yeah. to know?" Uh, obviously, the benefit of, of watching on TV is you have the you know you have Excalibur and the commentators trying to give you a quick mm-hmm. lesson. I guess again, on paper, I understood what they're trying to do. I guess I question why this episode. Why when you're four days out from your pay per view on Sunday. Do you feel the need to like what it, why like I I don't know like I just again this is a segment that could have been utilized for something else related to what you're trying to sell in four days the Forbidden Door the tickets already sold out for that show at the mm-hmm. United Center um, it's not your next pay per view you need to push so I, I don't I don't know maybe again maybe it was just it's how the logistics works out maybe Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Connell were able to get to Vegas on this day and they can't get to mm. wherever Dynamite is next Wednesday so maybe it was just right. a logistical thing but I I did question like. This is, that's a strange thing to do on a go-home show for pay-per-view that these guys will have nothing to do with the pay-per-view. Yeah, so so if that's the case, then why not save something like this for Friday's Rampage instead of your live show that's on Wednesday night? 
uh, th- which is ba- like we said, your go home show for the pay-per-view double or nothing, not forbidden door. So, you know, that, that could have been done elsewhere or even on, 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 you know, they promote dark so much. I, I, I get it. Uh, they, these are big names from new Japan pro wrestling, but at the same time, like you said, half, half the audience felt, it felt like, uh, you know, we're questioning yeah. who they were. Oh, who are these guys again? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, visually they, they looked good. Again, I, I've always been a huge fan of Jeff Cobb. If, if visually yeah. they, they look good, but the double team thing they tried to do a little off time and mm-hmm. looked a little sloppy. The claw thing. So I I wanted to like it, but I can't say that I really mm-hmm. did. Uh, or I was just more or, less, more or less confused, as I said, with the question that yeah. I'm just throwing out there. No, absolutely. So uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe the, maybe they'll have some uh, relevancy to Sunday's pay per view, and that's why they had to get them out there tonight. I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, I'll tell you what. I love this promo. Pre-tape backstage. Uh, the Hardys. They're mm-hmm. pumping up their match against the Young Bucks Sunday. And this promo mm-hmm. was just fire by Matt and Jeff, who, uh, as the as the Hardy boys, as a tag team, promos aren't normally what you think of them for. Mm-hmm. Matt has made quite a name for himself in all of his evolution of characters, cutting really entertaining promos as those characters, but as just Matt and Jeff, the brothers, and as being a tag team right now, promo's not normally the big strength for them, but I thought they really knocked this one out the park. Mm-hmm. As basically they talk about some similarities between them and the Bucks, how they both were raised, where they come mm-hmm. from, okay. a few things like that. But then they say this with a similarity stop because they talk about how, you know, the Hardys say when how when they broke in in the 90s, and Jimmy, you were there, yep. it was a different business, different culture, different expectations, different obstacles. Uh, uh-huh. different tougher locker room tougher yes a lot of things in that regard uh and 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 they overcame it and they're and that and they're now they're still middle-aged and extreme Mm -hmm. versus the bucks they would never even been able to uh to to, to hang in that time um hardy skin called calling them cosplays cosplay hardies uh and Mm -hmm. this sunday hardies are going to cement their legacy as the legit goats um what'd you think jimmy no, I, I, I enjoyed that promo very much and, and, and listening to Jeff talk and, and uh, knowing Jeff, it, it's coming from a, a, a place inside and it's almost like there was some uh, rea- realism. Mm-hmm. If it, it, You know what I mean? When it feels real and it felt real coming from Jeff that he honestly felt that way, yeah. you know, and, and it, it, it translated well to the audience. I think the audience bought into it and, Jeff's just an underrated speaker. When he's given the opportunity to to go, Jeff can Jeff can uh, not Jeff uh, Matt Matt can Matt can really talk. Jeff's a little more uh, 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 not as um, boom in your face with with promos, but uh, Jeff can also cut a decent promo. But Matt is a great talker, and underrated in my opinion. This match Sunday <clears throat> between mm-hmm. these two teams again, we've we've said it before. Not the first time they've ever been in the ring, but this is the biggest stage they have. Yeah. This match could be, I could see the Hardys in a dangerous, we're going to leave it all out there kind of mindset. Mm. Uh, you know, and j- just a few weeks ago, we had them here at IWC Wrestling where they won the tag titles. Mm. You know, after the show, um, standing there talking, standing, we're standing there with the, with the promoter and the Hardys, and we're just talking, catching up, and, and just, you know, and Jeff's even talking, you know, like this, this one more ride, this one last ride with my brother on national TV. And yeah. you, know, you can just see the excitement. He, they, they, really, they really have a lot of positive to say about their their time in AEW. Mm. And, you know, and it really just kind of hit me. I was like, wow, this this really could be, you know, because look, they, they did the big comeback at WrestleMania and did, did one more WWE run. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, is there anything else they're going to have to do in WWE? That, you know, probably the next time we see him on WWE TV is probably on a Hall of Fame stage. So is there anything else they need to do to WWE ring? Probably not. No. Uh, so here they are, probably their last company and run on national TV, at least as a tag team. Um, I, th- this could be the last big match that they have. You know, if, 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 if depending on how this match is booked, if this is a one and done, mm-hmm. uh, which I suspect it is, um, you know, I mean, they might have some other cool tag teams that could work in AEW, but right. this could be the last big match potentially. Pay per view in Vegas against the yourselves of the of the, mm-hmm. of the current generation, so to speak. Right. Uh, you know, of course, they are going to be the Hardys. Will be you know they're going to be as safe as the Hardys can be. But I could just see them having a mindset of you know what? Do we want to do it? Hell yeah, we're going to do that spot because this mm-hmm. might be the last time that leave it know, all that's out. Kind of what I'm, that, yeah, leave it all out. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I'm feeling here. No, it's it's kind of what I was feeling from that promo as well. It sort of came across that way, and yeah, I I mean, this this is going to be interesting. You said you you mentioned you know how this match is booked, and I think when you have minds like Matt and Jeff Hardy who have been through a lot of you know they've worked with some of the greatest tag teams ever, Edge and Christian. Obviously, the TLC matches with and the and the Dudleys and 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 so on and so forth. They've, Matt has a great mind for psychology, and as long as they're working for the match and working for that story and not working for the one spot, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes uh, the young guys tend to work for a spot as opposed to working to for the end game, the goal. They want that pop. Mm-hmm. No, tell that story because that story will get the popular. You know, I, as long as uh, I think Matt should have a lot of input into this. I think it be you know, uh, from a booking standpoint and, and booking a match. Well, he, he, he he told me that he always told me that whenever he did the TLCs, that each team had their 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 respective speaker. He said it, it would be mm-hmm. him, Edge, and Bubba. Yeah, so they were the three that they would kind, of, and then they would go back to the you know that that the other partners would kind of, yeah. kind of follow the, their lead, so to speak. Yeah, pretty much. And, and you, you're a ref for for many of those, all of them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the other guys. Not that they weren't heard. It's just that it, it almost felt like those guys were, uh, you know, the voice of the team. And and every anybody who knows Christian, for example, knows what a great mind he is. And and everybody knows that Jeff is. And Devon as well. He's been Devon has been a producer now for how long? And mm-hmm. you know, uh, some great minds there that can put uh, extreme matches together. And and Matt is very good from uh, putting extreme matches together from a psychology standpoint as well. So hopefully, he, I'm just hoping he has a lot of input into what what goes on on Sunday. Uh, I mean, if, if, <laughs> I, I would hope. Yes, uh, I, I would hope that everybody would turn and listen. To, to yes, that. as yeah. Otherwise, what the hell are you have them there for? Exactly. So we got a uh, triple threat match here: Ricky Starks mm-hmm. up against Swerve Strickland, up against Jungle Boy. Uh, talk about a representative of each team. That's kind of what we have mm-hmm. here. Uh, mm-hmm. These three tag teams are going to take all, take on each other at double or nothing. But here we kind of get the the high flyers uh, of each team going against each other. Uh, tremendous athletic displays. This is this is your uh, this this is. The best athletic display, probably consistently of the night, was this match mm-hmm. and what these three guys could do. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Swerve is going to get the Swerve stomp on the Starks to get the win. After that, all the heavies are going to come out. We're going to see Powerhouse Cops. We're going to see Luchasaurus. We're going to see Keith Lee. Keith Lee is going to go aerial over the top rope to take mm-hmm. out uh, some of his uh, opponents for Sunday. So, uh, a nice, creative way 
to uh to to sell and push to to this triple threat tag match for the tag mm-hmm. titles on Sunday. No, uh, in a way, yes, but at the same time, here we go again with the melee after the match uh, where everybody gets involved and and yes, that dive over the top by Keith Lee was very impressive, but save that for Sunday. You, you know what I mean? That's that that was something that could have been saved to Sunday. And, and you know, I, I mentioned earlier working in a match, working for the pop, working for you know for a big move to get a pop as opposed to working for the match. That's what this felt like at times. Just like okay, let's get him to pop for this. Like let's do a big move here and get him to pop for this and pop for that, and pop for this. But you know, it, sometimes uh, while impressive, still lacked uh, it, for me uh, from a storytelling standpoint. Well, I mean, that's a fair point. You know, if, if he did that tonight, uh, hopefully he's got something bigger to pull out mm-hmm. on the big show. So mm-hmm. on, on, on the big show Sunday. So, um, but yeah. yeah, we got Thunder Rosa promo. This I thought was a nice change of pace for Thunder Rosa. You know, mm-hmm. she she's out there doing the uh, getting interviewed again, which is a good thing, because I, I think mm-hmm. having an interview out there, having having Tony, having somebody there to 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 lead you in, to, to ask you questions, to lead you into sound bites a lot better for somebody who may not be as strong on a promo to have to just go out there and, 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 you know, on her own, get these sound bites out. So I like that. She's out there. No war pain. She calls it. Uh, She makes mention of her real name, uh, talks about how Mm -hmm. she used to look up to Serena, but she doesn't look up to her anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sunday, the war paint comes back on and, uh, and, and, and a really nice promo, very Mm -hmm. deliberate sound bites, Jimmy. Um, so that, that was good. It didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like she was nervous. She knew what she wanted to say, but then a little production profile or, 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 I'm not sure, but something goes awry. She ends on what sounds like she just tagged her promo, Mm -hmm. hit her music, but then she has more she wants to say, and she keeps trying to get it out. Now, Jimmy, you tell me, cause again, you're, you're the one that worked at the big stage for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there might have been a miscommunication if somebody didn't know how she was in her promo, what the last line was, or what have you. Mm-hmm. However, even if so, if production starts to play your music, stop talking. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I and I heard the last like one or two sentences she tried to say. It wasn't even like anything that was that much more important or anything that was better than what yeah. she just said. And why I say stop talking? One, it looks sloppy because right. you know, people are fighting to try to hear you, and and that and two. You don't know. Maybe they hit the music because Bossman's telling them hit the music because we got we're we're running short on time. Right. So that was a little it, that that kind of muddied the the end of the promo. But everything before mm-hmm. that, I thought was a really nice piece of work by her. Yeah, and and also I like the fact that nobody ran out to 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 create a, a havoc afterwards as well. But you're right. It, it, see the way what I'm used to seeing is when there was a promo segment, it was always someone from production that, that would come up and say to the person who's cutting the promo, okay, what is the, what is your out? What is the last thing you're going to say in your promo? As soon as you say it, we'll hit your music and then do your pose or whatever the heck you're going to do afterwards. And if they do by chance hit it early and the person keeps talking while they hit the music, they will bring the music down. Yeah let them finish and then they'll bring it back up. Right back up. You know what I mean? So uh, like you said, uh, possibly a miscommunication there and, uh, or just maybe Thunder Rosa went into business for herself. And when the music hit, she said, ah, I could add a few more things here. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened, but it doesn't, it from a professional, from a professional looking standpoint, it didn't look so good or sound so good. Yeah. 
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. So we'll see. So we got her uh, her defending her uh, title up against uh, Serena Deeb this Sunday mm-hmm. at Double or Nothing. Uh, we got also got a women's match coming up here. It's the semifinal match in the Owen Hart Classic. Mm-hmm. Tony, Storm, Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, this one, uh, these girls uh, uh, hitting hard, uh, even to a point to where uh, Tony Storm starts bleeding from the nose. At uh, mm-hmm. one point, Jamie Hayter comes out. Britt's a little, hey, I told you not to come out here. I don't need you. So she's not quite thrilled about that. Uh, but Jamie's uh, going to prove to be a little bit of a distraction, but she's also going to get uh, a stiff shot from Tony Storm as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, though, Britt is going to counter a move that Storm's trying to do, and she's going to counter it and able to pin her shoulders down while holding on to the rope. Mm-hmm. So uh, in nice heel fashion. Britt does get the win. I, I saw, you know, I wasn't so surprised by this. I, you know, Britt's again, she's just, right. she's the first woman they ever signed to the company. So, uh, mm-hmm. but a lot of people did on social media. So I'll think that Tony would win this, that Tony, you know, obviously yeah. the new arrival to the company that this tournament would at least see her get to the final, mm-hmm. uh, but that did not happen. So Britt is going to the finals against the winner of Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Right. No, no, I, I'm fine with that. And, and, and a heel winning in heel fashion. Wow. What a novel idea. You know, it's, it's interesting because we all know the relationship between Brit and uh, one of the finalists in the uh, men's side. Mm -hmm. So uh, are they going to play into that? Are they going to mention it? Is it going to be a factor? Who knows? But uh, um, I like the fact I'm, I'm still on the fence. I don't know, like for the, for the Owen tournament, do I want a heel winning the tournament? But then again, you know, it is pro wrestling slash sports entertainment. So you can always work it in somehow. Sure. You know, Sheed Black had a, a super chat just saying the triple threat was the best thing tonight. Yeah. So again, um, definitely if you like, if you like a certain style of uh, mm-hmm. wrestling, you can check out again the swerve. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and she don't, don't, don't misread because yes, there was a lot of fun stuff going on. It was entertaining. I'm talking from a, um, different standpoint uh from you know storytelling and logic yes the stuff they did was impressive look good look cool you know got a lot of this but you know i'm i'm, I'm viewing it from a little bit different take too mm-hmm. as well you know? yep. yeah it's as we but always I, say as we I always can, say yeah, dynamite I, especially a buffet buffet yeah, everything exactly buffet everything uh so yeah so we're gonna see brit versus the winner of ruby or chris statler i mean i i think i think ruby's gonna win that mm-hmm. match i think it's gonna be brit versus ruby in the finals uh, and then, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a, you know, it's up for debate of which route they go in right. uh, to who they crown uh, as the first ever Owen Hart Memorial women's mm-hmm. uh, bracket winner. So yep. we'll see how that is going to unfold. So another reason to tune in to Double or Nothing. And then yep. we get the semifinal match on the men's side. Samoa Joe up against Kyle O'Reilly. We know the winner of mm-hmm. this is going to take on Adam Cole. And uh, so we see, baby. so we see Kyle, he's working really, he's really working on Joe's arm. Joe's got his mm-hmm. arm uh, taped up and, and such. So that's kind of uh kyle's avenue to try to get this victory here mm-hmm. uh again good match here uh, they yeah. gave it a, a little bit more time than they gave the main event last week so that was nice didn't feel quite as uh, a rush uh-huh. uh they finish it with a uh, kyle trying to do the o'connor roll uh but then transition from that joe catches him and gets him locked in uh to a sl- uh, you know submission sleeper uh mm-hmm. and kyle o'reilly passes out so samoa joe wins advances yeah he will take on adam cole who does come out and end the show by staring down at Joe from the ramp, and they confirm Joe versus Cole, the first time these two guys have ever met, mm-hmm. never before anywhere else. So that's a little extra 
something for this Owen Hart finals on the men's side. Yeah. And uh, as JR kind of said, this could be, this has the potential to be match of the year. These guys are that good. And I like the fact that when Cole came out, that's all it was. It was a little bit of a stare down that, that face to face one from the, from the, uh, the stage, the other standing in the ring, it's going to be me and you Sunday. And uh, you know, uh, I bought in. Yeah. I like I it. Did. And it, to me, uh, going into this match with Kyle and Joe, I thought whoever won this match, even though, you know, Joe wins the match. So if Adam Cole is the one destined to win the Owen Hart uh, tournament and be the first ever winner, you know, a win against someone like a Samoa Joe of that stature, that's a big win. But then again, there's also uh, <clears throat> a story that could have been told with two guys uh, who are basically on the same side you know, um, mm -hmm. facing each other in the final and, and Adam Cole being the leader of the group, uh, de facto leader of the group, uh, kind of looking for Kyle to lay down for him. Maybe there was a, a bit of a story that could have been told there, but uh, I do, I, I am looking forward to this match as well. This one should be a, sorry, JR, to uh, to uh, steal the line, a real slobber knocker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think you're right there about, the, you know, the potential of what you could do with Kyle and, and Cole, but I think that that would play in if, if we were at a different point, if they were ready mm. to um, have those guys start to split. But I mean, obviously they yeah. just really got together here in the AEW world. So I think there's probably a right. lot more business uh, to be done with them on the same side. Oh, yeah. I, and, I, and I think Samoa mm. Joe versus Adam Cole, quite frankly, that's just a bigger marquee. Oh yes, definitely. <clears throat> so I'm totally, uh, totally all for that. So uh, in the chat night one says Lars Fredrickson, uh, who is uh, the, per the person who sings, uh, the song that Ruby comes out to from uh, Rancid mm -hmm. uh, basically said on his podcast last week that Ruby is going to wrestle at Double or Nothing against Britt, and he'll be there playing her out. So it looks like oh. maybe Ruby's Ruby's getting a little WrestleMania entrance type deal. Ah, that's very cool, it, and maybe that's a little bit telling. I, I don't want to say that it's a dead giveaway, but at the same time, hmm. Hmm. very interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> so uh, that was uh, that was AEW Dynamite. Um, from Vegas again, starting the residency they have this week as a mm -hmm. uh, go home show for Double or Nothing. So, I mean, as we ran down, there are plenty of things uh, mm -hmm. I think to look forward to, and how is this going to play out? Obviously, the Owen Hart tournaments, uh, you know, very interested to, you know, to see. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that, that's a huge deal, and, and and how they, what what do those winners do after that with with that? Mm -hmm. You know, what, you know, when we've seen obviously in past tournaments and such, if you win a King of the mm -hmm. Ring, you're using that as clout and bragging mm -hmm. rights or um what right. have you so like you know what is what is being an owen hart memorial winner uh what does that do to your booking and what mm -hmm. have you so yeah it's going to be interesting to see where they go forward with that uh, and, uh, you know obviously like in the wwe the andre the giant memorial battle royal <laughs> trophy hopefully it's nothing like that yeah <laughs> they've done a better job at uh, setting up the credit mm -hmm. the credibility for this one yes all right very good uh and of course we, we appreciate everybody with yes. the comments. All right. I did. Uh, somebody reminded me here. I did. I did. So told you if you're still sticking with us, oh, I'll show yes. you this footage real quick. So this is uh, uh, just to set the scene this past Saturday. We had like an ECW yes. kind of a IWC wrestling. We kind of had like a, a nod to ECW. We we're in the Ross Draver Ice Gardens, a building that ECW used to run, the original ECW. Uh, the Sandman was there. Bill Alfonso was there. There was some hardcore going on. And my guy, Spencer Slade. Uh, joined the long list of, of LaBar guys for you know, RJ City to Wardlow to now Spencer Slade. He needed that big win, that big win to thrust him to be in, in title contention. He got that win against Rhino. Just unfortunately, Spencer got out of the ring a little bit too quickly after the match, and I didn't get out quick enough. And uh, 
well, that's mm. that's that's where we that's where we leave you here. There you go. Okay. Spencer Slade, Rhino, and Rhino Rhino just scored Lamar almost out of his shoes. So there you go. That is one big thick shoulder. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> yeah. A, well, you you know. It's, it's a. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'll never be able to find the words. I know. <laughs> when I, you see a guy that size moving at you that fast. Oh my goodness. And, and and you know what? Everybody says, well, the spear hit you in the midsection. Not with Rhino. It hit you like from chest to the to to like your appendix. <laughs> There's a lot of room he covers in that spear. And somebody somewhere on social media where the clip is at, uh, where I shared it, somebody made a comment like, oh, I see you took a nod from The Rock on selling there. And I didn't respond, but I wanted to say, guys, 300 pounds coming at me that quick. Like, that that wasn't a, oh, let me take the time to do an extra flippity flop. No, that's just, no, that's freaking momentum. That's yes. and momentum. Yeah, the, yeah it, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, people don't get that sometimes. I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, there's some things that just happen. I was like, I, I don't know. You know, I, I love when they tell you, oh, that was a hell of a bump. I had no choice. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So there you go. So uh, IWC Wrestling. Go to the IWCWrestling.com. Mm-hmm. Check out the shows. Uh, you never know yeah. what's going to happen in an IWC Wrestling <laughs> show. And again, IWC Wrestling. Uh, where Wardlow started. Where Britt trained and started. Britt Baker. Uh, mm-hmm. Where Elias, or excuse me, Ezekiel trained and started um a lot a lot of both of them both of them (laughs) i i did see i mean i definitely saw elias around i I think you know as as, you know ezekiel would sneak in and out the younger brother so he still had (laughs) you know school and class and and, and such yeah like that um mia lee says jimmy how was it being around trish and lita my faves (laughs) what was it being being around trish and lita jimmy you you know what it it was awesome they had a great rivalry and and watching trish uh, you know, grow into the, the super size she became when she first entered the WWE to when she exited WWE. Yeah, man, she she grew leaps and bounds, and Lita is just awesome. So, um, you know, it, it, it was fun watching them work together, that's for sure. Trish Stratus, uh, fellow Toronto royalty like yourself. Yeah, well, I don't know about myself being royalty, but Trish definitely <laughs> is because she, she was host of the show up here, got Canada's Got Talent. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was one of the judges. That's awesome. Yeah. She's doing like fitness now, right? Is that what she's? Well, she has a, a fitness. Or a brand. Or... Yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah. Yeah. Trish Stratus. Uh, yeah, one of the, yeah, Lita, of course. I mean. And also a fellow Greek. Trish Stratus? Yes. She's Greek. She's Greek descent, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys, you guys. You, you fell from a pretty good tree there. Yes. Toronto royalty, Greek descent, yeah. WWE legends. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I need you as my pro. Uh, you my, don't got to be humble, guy. Jimmy. You, you, I need you as my PR guy. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm Spencer Slade's PR guy. And it comes with a little bit of hazard pay, I think. Yeah. Well, with me, at least I don't think you have to worry about a spear anyway. <laughs> no, I have to worry about you counting three after I get speared. There you go. <laughs> 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 all right uh that's gonna do it for the podcast here tonight thanks mm-hmm. to everybody again oh, if i could inter- interject here uh according to bernie dc breaking news rampage will be airing at 6 30 p.m on friday on tnt yes so you know. thank you bernie but due to the hockey yeah, that's right they had to wait till the hockey games finished here tonight so they could decide where what time yeah. slot it'll be on um mm-hmm. so thank you bernie for being on top of that he's like kind of like our 
like our news correspondent that's keeping an eye on <laughs> while we're here locked in on this in the studio. Uh, Roving reporter. Yeah. Yep, that's Bernie. Uh, as always, uh, make sure you tweet at Jimmy Corderas, at Justin LeVar. Always love to hear wh- where are you mm-hmm. in the world? What time is it when you're watching the podcast? Or are you listening live after the fact? Uh, what's some of your favorite moments? What have, whatever. It's, just, it's great to get the feedback yep. uh, for you engaging with this podcast. Like, share, comment, tell a friend, do what you got to do. Helps keep this thing growing. Uh, I will be... I'll be back on next Monday after Raw. I will not be here next Wednesday, so it will be Jimmy and Mystery Opponent, uh, but I will be back in two Wednesdays, so don't mm-hmm. don't fear there. Uh, as always, thanks to all of you in the chat. Thanks for the Super Chats. Jimmy, thank you. Talk thank to you, you in two weeks. Have a you good night, everybody. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.